0: Welcome back to the Goodlesville Gallatin and Online Gospel Compass Ministry for another episode of The Journey Through Scripture. Join us as we talk current events, read through the Word, and seek to apply it every Wednesday in this new midweek Bible study. The Journey Through Scripture, a Gospel Compass production. Hey, Welcome back to the Journey Through Scripture. This is Pastor Tim Stutler, Pastor Daniel Evans here, ready to dig deeper into God's Word together. And thank you so much for tuning in here online. We've got some really exciting things on the horizon, and we want to hear from you. We hope that these resources we've been putting out, especially since COVID-19, have been helpful, have helped you bear fruit in your Christian walk, and have also encouraged you and edified the body of Christ. But more than that, we want to now turn to engagement. We want to know how we can create more content and how you can engage with that content so that we might continue to evangelize the lost
1: yeah we're uh, we're really glad to join with you today if you are a follower of this podcast we encourage you to share it with somebody Uh, we want to get these messages out to more people and so we're, we're excited about what god teaches us in the scripture and it is a joy we have a real privilege to be able to do this Thank you for helping make that possible, that we're Amen. able to do this. Hey, today, we're getting close to finishing James. Yes. Uh, and he's going out with, uh, it's like the end of the fireworks show. Right. I mean, they're going off now left and right, and he's just hitting pithy, pointed things, things that you can tell that are very important to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's hitting one, one today that's important to all of us. And so without further ado, why don't you just pick us up in James 5, 13 through 18. And today, we're talking about how God helps us in times of trouble, especially in When we have physical illness, let's pick it up there.
0: Here we go. Reading from the NIV again, James chapter five, verses 13 through 18. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops.
1: Yeah, wouldn't it be great to be like Elijah? Right. Now, (laughs) he says Elijah is just a normal guy. And he had this kind of faith, and and, and the faith was demonstrated through his prayer. Mm-hmm. And when he prayed that it wouldn't rain, there in Israel he was trying to prove a point right. to try to get the nation to turn back to God. He was going up against the prophets of Baal. He said, mm-hmm. it's not going to rain for three and a half years, and it didn't. Right. But then when he did pray for rain, it rained. Mm-hmm. And so here he is giving an example of... Those that we look to in the Old Testament to be such great saints. Mm -hmm. And he's reminding us they're just normal people. They're just people like you and me. Who had abnormal faith. Exactly. And trusted in an incredible God. And that's what we want to talk about today as we just really take this idea of where the rubber meets the road in our faith. How does Mm -hmm. it work? Right. And so I love how he starts this. Is anyone in trouble? Mm -hmm. You ever been in trouble? uh the principal's office (laughs) yes both all right tell me about the principal's office uh
0: well let's see Uh, which time which time um i'll go back all the way to kindergarten and this is a vivid memory Uh i was of course a teacher's kid yeah first to get dropped off last to get picked up and um, Cody Glover and I were in the hallway. His mother worked at a bank, and mm-hmm. she always had to get her shift covered and come get him, so Cody and I were in the hallway, and it was wintertime, and we were sliding a hat, a toboggan, a whatever you call mm-hmm. that, skull cap, if you're from a different part of the world, <laughs> or America, That's got, that, that hat has so many names. If you're toboggan. beanie, toboggan, all yeah. the things. We were sliding it back and forth, and it was my beanie, and so she told us if we slide it again, we're going to get our smiley face on our hands taken away. This was a big deal. It was Thursday, and on yeah. Friday, if you got a smiley face every day, mm-hmm. you got a pack of juicy fruit. We wanted our <laughs> juicy fruit, Tim, and so it was my beanie. And just to set all things right in the world, Cody slid it back to me one more time. Uh, and she thought and he was defying exactly. Her. Yeah. And it does not matter how much a five-year-old tells a thirty-year-old no. teacher that he was just giving it back to his rightful owner. We got our smiley faces taken oh, away. Isn't I'm that so ridiculous sorry. that I remember that? Yeah, and,
1: and you know. The counseling certainly seems to be helping. you are not <laughs> crying about it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> there was a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. So, I mean, there, you think about trouble.
0: My response to trouble as a child was always the same. You ever do something and the phone would ring at home and you would think, oh, oh please don't let it be no, that. No, it day. never happened Yeah, me. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, our response to trouble is always to fret, is always to
1: worry. And when you're little, it's to cry, gnashing of teeth, and it's the end of the world. Yeah, you know, so here's not just talking about getting in trouble like with right. your parents, but... Times of trouble, times of difficulty. Mm. And so, you know, I, I think the principle, the principle idea here is where do you go when you have challenges? Right. And what do you do when you have challenges? And, you know, my question would be for all of us, what do you do? Yeah. I know what I I tend to do. Mm. I tend to fret. Worry. Worry. Uh, maybe get uptight, intense. Um, What did you say last week? i try to fix it myself. Lash out irrationally at those closest to you? (laughs) None of us. never done that. that, No, of course. So here he's saying if you're in trouble, he says basically by saying what what we are to do, he's telling us all kinds of things not to do. Right. So when you're in trouble, he says, let them pray. Hmm. So basically he says when you're going through any kind of challenge, you go to God first. But that's not our tendency. Right. Now, I I said something Sunday that I I was actually surprised that I I had this deep of a thought. It happens to me on occasion, but very (laughs) rarely. But when we go to other people or other things and we make them the first source for us, Mm. aren't we... In a sense, making them the God. I mean, that's I
0: mean that's a graven image. Yeah, when we put people in God's place when we go not to God in prayer. Oh, what pain we often! Fo-. What is it? No, 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 oh, what peace we often! Peace fold. we often forfeit. Oh, what needles pain we bear, yeah. all
1: because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. One of our favorites. That's a great song. So what we what we do is by going to other people or by going to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are replacing God with whomever that is. And forfeiting the peace that could be had and through him. Obviously, God, God's not going to allow peace through that right. because it's the wrong vehicle. Yeah, for it sure. Just, that, that path won't get us there. And so the challenge for us is not to go to those other places by going to God in prayer. Mm-hmm. And prayer is the vehicle for which we go to God, how we go to God. We're saying, You are the supplier, you are the one that can get me out of trouble. Right. Uh, you know, uh, you would talk about kindergarten. I remember it being in high school mm-hmm. and I, I took it, I took a test. I was in a class, I took a test and it was a preparation for college English class. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I got my test back and I got a D on it. Well, I mean, I know it's hard to imagine, but I didn't make that many D's. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was sitting right beside really one of my best friends. And I turned the paper over. She had not graded the back because now at the bottom, she just put like minus 30 or something like that. Mm. All, all the rest of my answers were on the back. Mm-hmm. And so he said, she didn't grade the back of your paper. So when she came back by, I said, excuse me, I said, you didn't grade the back. And she accused me of writing that in at that very moment. Mm. And my friend said, he didn't. I can witness that. Right, right. Well, she sent me out in the hall and she came out and she just went off on me yikes and and so something i had said inadvertently early on in the year ticked her off Mm. she thought i was trying to insult her which i wasn't wouldn't have done that and then she sends me down to principal's office (laughs) well i went down the principal's office and said i don't know what's going on the principal sided with me Mm. but i tell you what it felt really good when my parents went in and had a conversation (laughs) with her (laughs) Because my parents were able to set it right. Right, for sure. My point is that by going to the principal, by going to my parents, I went to the ones who could set it right. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I had trouble, they were the ones that could set that right. Whenever we have trouble, there's ones beyond our principal, beyond our parents, is God who's able to set it right. Mm. A second part of this, I I can't help but think of you. Is anyone happy? Mm -hmm. What are you supposed to do? Sing in the office every day oh my goodness <laughs> daniel drives us crazy here at the what's office. the song of the day what was i singing I don't, this morning i don't, I don't oh, know man he just sings all the time <laughs> and so we haven't told him yet to shut up because of this particular passage uh if anyone is happy let him sing songs of praise and you also said on sunday that it doesn't have to be good make unto the lord <laughs> the king james says ye a joyful noise make ye a joyful noise <laughs> and so this is the other side of the coin when yep. we're in trouble we should go to God, but when we're happy, mm-hmm. when God has relieved those troubles from us and we can find our ourselves in a place of rest, of joy, mm-hmm. then we should go to God then mm-hmm. as well. In other words, go to God first. Right. I think that really stuck to a lot of people Sunday, that when we're going through challenging times and when we're going through times of praise, that God should always be first. Mm-hmm. And so prayer is the vehicle for reaching out to God when we're struggling, mm-hmm. but songs are a beautiful vehicle to give him praise for the blessings that we have in life. Yeah. And I know you I know that's a philosophy that you live. Out. Oh
0: yeah. I think some of my favorite songs in yours also are some of those songs that in moments of happiness reflect on the times in the valleys. Mm-hmm. Um, the God of the Hills and the Valleys by Torrin right. Wells, uh, The Valley Song by Jars of Clay. Um, I Will Wait for You, Psalm one eighteen by Shane and Shane. Yeah. My beard is tingling as I think about these <laughs> awesome songs.
1: Well you were just we were just talking about a song that we sang Sunday. Yeah. And it was the same kind of thing. I cast my mind to Calvary, where Jesus. And then you go, blame, blame, died for me." <laughs> he puts this big country diphthong in that song. You're welcome, Adam. <laughs> but it is a. It is again. I cast my mind to Calvary. Jesus relieved me of my troubles at Calvary. Right. How else can I but? sing his praises. Well, not rehearsing that. We started in the same key. <laughs> Isn't that fun? That was good. <laughs> music people. <laughs> and so, listen, friends, we, we really need to be willing to sing. Mm, I amen. know this is something that's a missing element in our church. Tr- we, 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 we do a lot of music, but very few of us sing. Mm. And, and unfortunately, I think we get it to where it's a spectator sport, where we're watching somebody else sing. Mm. But really, we should be leading everybody to sing. And you need to sing. And if God's done something good for you, it says let him sing and that's basically a command that's an imperative sing there was an article that came out i think it was a secular magazine
0: when i was in college and it was a gentleman's guide to meeting her family mm-hmm. and if the like one of the points was if she takes you to church sing uh, because that is the proper thing to do in church. If you've never been to church before, fake it and sing along anyway. So all you guys really who cool. haven't
1: found a bride yet, it may be because you're not singing in church. We've seen you. There's your point. All right, <laughs> write that one down. Now let's move on. This one's really interesting, and I, I just want to sp- spend a little teaching time on this today because I think this is a. I think we err on two sides in this next mm. passage, and then we'll talk about what they are. Is anyone among you sick? Hmm. Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them. Now this is different. The first one says let them pray, but here we we basically say this is such a serious thing. Right. And by the way, you've been in the ministry how long now? Uh, Twelve years? years. Twelve years. Yeah. I've been in the ministry I think thirty four years. But mm-hmm. I grew up in a ministry. My grandfather was a pastor, as you know. My dad was a pastor. Mm-hmm. And throughout the history, and I told a funny story Sunday, I can remember so many prayer requests about health. Right. Oh, for sure. And Because that is the most serious thing in your life when you're going through it. I mean, mm. COVID-19 has been extremely serious. Yeah. We have spent a lot of time in prayer for those suffering with COVID-19 and praying for people not to get it. Yeah. But but the thing is, this is so serious that you don't just handle this prayer on your own. Mm. Certainly pray, Right. but now you go towards those who are mature, those who are living righteous lives mm-hmm. because he says the prayers of a righteous person avail much. And so so this is the time where you, you call upon it. Now this is an interesting thing. It says in verse 15, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, the Lord will raise them up. That's fascinating to mm-hmm. me. We're going to come back to that mm-hmm. because I, I think that we need to really unpack that a little bit. Agreed. This last part is also very important. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. So we f- we do find that sin in our lives can bring sickness. Right now, not all sickness is caused by sin. Remember, Joe's friend came. You've done something wrong, Joe. Right, and and that was terrible advice. I have seen so many people feel like God's trying to harm them because mm-hmm. they feel like they must have done something bad. Was it Jesus who healed the? Was it the blind beggar
0: who said, "Why do you assume that this is because he has sinned?" It was one of the healings that Jesus did, and it wasn't because of sin. It wasn't it was, because of sin. Exactly, he was yeah. born that way. But then we see other healings of Jesus where he tells people, "Then you
1: know to go and sin no more," or they are yes. healed from a sickness that was caused because of sin. Yes. Now listen, we need to know that. All sickness is caused by at least original sin. Yes, the fall. Death comes into the world, and thus with it sickness and all that. So I preached one, one year at a at a community uh, Holy Week service. Mm-hmm. It wasn't here, right? And boy, I had one particular church that was really upset because I talked about how Jesus conquered sin, mm. and I talked about what sin did, and how I talked about how sin brought sickness, and and I don't know whether they thought that I was saying that if everybody everybody who had been sick had Sinned. Mm. I was talking about how original sin brought sickness into oh, the world. Sure, yeah. So uh, that's unquestionable in Scripture. Yeah, uh, no, no doubt about that. But we also see here that some people have sickness because of the sin in their lives. Mm-hmm. That's. I don't think that's God punishing you. Yeah. I think that's removing ourselves from the blessings of God and His protection. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, going along with this prayer of help me mm-hmm. is also the confession of sin. But here it's a public confession, right? Now, we talked about this, and I don't think I want to really get into that today, but public confession should only be as public as the defense, sin was. Defense, right. You need to be discreet. You need to make sure you don't confess something that's going to cause somebody else to really have a problem mm-hmm. with you or hurt feelings. But there is this idea that when God moves upon somebody's life, they, they're willing to say, you know what, I've offended God, and, and they deal with it. So, There's a confession of sin. There's going to the person who who is righteous and mature, Mm -hmm. but let's go back to this. If anyone is sick, let them call upon the elders and the elders would anoint them with oil. Right. Now, what do you think that means?
0: I mean, there's a very literal anointing with oil that we see throughout the New Testament and the Old Testament, but that that was a a symbol of the washing away of the illness, the sickness or the sin. Um, but also it's interesting then he goes on and we're going to talk about this in a minute to parallel that with Elijah, because these elders in the church are just like him. They're human. They're not Mm -hmm. infallible. Mm -hmm. So this, this anointing isn't the thing that really heals them or the prayers maybe even not. And I think that healing is twofold. You and I have both had um, father-in-law who suffered massive strokes Mm -hmm. and who then went on to be in glory. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine a more appropriate healing?
1: right. Well, So we we find some struggles here in this passage. Mm -hmm. Number one, the anointing with oil has perhaps a twofold meaning. And I don't know that anybody can come down on one side or the other and Mm -hmm. say that's the only one. Now in this passage this word anoint is similar in the New Testament in a couple places we see that there was an anointing with oil for healing that oil was acting as a medication a balm right that it was, and it was a well-known balm and that was the word and so it would, it. It, would yeah. it would it would help provide covering for healing It was certainly keep flies out mm-hmm. and, and allow allow that wound or whatever to heal And it had a soothing effect. To pour oil over someone's head would would be like taking a hot bath or something like that. And so we see here that there is a literal medicinal purpose Mm -hmm. to the oil. Right. And so one of the things that we have to be careful of is thinking that God cannot use, will not use, does not use modern medical practices to help us with healing. But here's the thing, though the first thing they do is they pray. Mm. It says the church to pray over them mm-hmm. and anoint. So what again, going to God right. first, recognizing that he is the great physician. So in this act, we say, God, you are the one who's able. <clears throat> right. All right. Now the second part of that is this, anointing with oil was also representative of the presence of the Holy Spirit being poured out of a person's life. Mm. And so we know it's not the power of the elders to heal, and ultimately, it's not even the power of the oil to heal. We know mm. it's the power of God to heal. Yeah. And so there is a representation in that. And so certainly, if you want to be, and by the way, the impetus here is on the one who's sick. Right. If you're sick, you call upon the elders. It's not up to the elders to come and try to track you down and, mm. and super soak you with oil or something like that. But if you have an issue, come to the elders, ask them to pray for you. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the oil is symbolic of the presence of God, but it's mm. also practically a medicine. And so let's just address this. Mm. We should never forbid somebody from seeking medical attention. Of course. But at the same time, where should we always go first? To God. Always go to God. I know you and I have both been um, Southern Baptist
0: in the Mm -hmm. past. And a Sunday night prayer meeting, I remember um, so many people um, coming before us with a diagnosis of cancer Mm -hmm. and asking for prayer, Mm -hmm. the laying on of hands, and then seeking medical attention. And that's, I believe, the best way to wrap our minds around that. Of course, we've done that so many times yeah. here at our church as well. But someone gets, again, there is no, I believe, greater fear that can strike into your heart than hearing the word cancer.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I mean, even with COVID-19, yeah. the C word in my mind will always yeah. be cancer. Yeah. And to hear that you have cancer, this, this thing that is growing inside of your body mm-hmm. because of the fall of man, because of sickness, sorrow, pain, and death that came into the world with original sin, maybe not because of anything you have done. We know great saints of the faith who have died right. of cancer. But also the pattern there is so biblically accurate. You get this diagnosis, you go home. You hopefully, you pray with your spouse. You come before the leadership of the church, the laying on of hands, mm-hmm. and then the anointing with oil, which in our day looks like
1: chemo. Right. And 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 by the way, we I have seen, and I, again I, I'm 54 years old. I've been in the church all my life. I have seen people who had the C word, who had the tests, who had the scans. And they had it (laughs) and I've seen them go back for chemo and didn't have it. Me too. And I've seen, I've seen God miraculously heal people. So you don't have to be charismatic Pentecostal. You don't have to be a holy roller to know that God is able to take care of that. That's why we pray Mm. because God is able. So always go to him first. Now, sometimes God will answer that miraculously and sometimes he'll answer it through the medical field, which is by the way, his grace. I'm thankful that I live today where food can be processed and preserved. Mm-hmm. I'm also thankful today that I live in a time where there's the medical advancements and and my grandkids will live in a better time. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, we go to God first. Now, I want to really make sure that we emphasize that. Recognizing the presence of His Holy Spirit can bring healing. But also recognizing that God can work through medicine. Now, that brings us to the second thing. Mm-hmm. This is also a challenging passage because it says, and He will recover. Mm-hmm. And so do we take this as a promise from God through James that if we simply have enough faith or we go to the right people, that it's guaranteed that we will recover. And it seems at face value to say that. And I never want to take away from Scripture something that God gives us. But I do want to say this. The Bible also says death comes to all. Hmm. And we also see righteous people. Paul had a thorn in the flesh Mm -hmm. that would not be healed even though he asked faithfully for it to be healed. Paul gives Timothy advice, take a little wine for your stomach, Stomach you have stomach issues. And so wine was again, another medication of the day. And so we do see here, by the way, every one of these apostles died Mm -hmm. and everybody that they were ministering with died. Mm -hmm. And so we see that death does come to all. So not every sickness is healed, Mm -hmm. but we see again that we should trust that God is able. Mm -hmm. Now, we talked a little bit Sunday about when you take your children to the uh, to a Walmart or Target and you go through the toy section. Right. And it says the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. When you you got four kids, and dude, I bet you get some fervent prayers when you go to the toy sections. The last time Isaac was in the toy section at Target was with you, so you tell me. <laughs> he <laughs> was such a gentleman. <laughs> I took Isaac and I wanted to buy him something. I had a blast, by the way. <laughs> my. my my genius is this, go to the Hot Wheels section and say, you want 10 of them? <laughs> or, or you buy three, you want another one? Or if they ask for another one, you say yes, yes. because they're only 97 cents. <laughs> and so that, that was my family's secret with me. That's why right. I had a great Hot Wheels collection. My point is this, that fervency that those children have is how we ought to pray. Right. But the second part of this is this, they ask knowing that you can provide, mm. but at the same time, if we provided, don't miss this, if we provided every time they ask, it may keep them from something greater. In other words, we might spend all of their college fund on toys. Mm. And so we have to trust that God brings ultimate healing, that he has an ultimate purpose. He didn't heal Job right away, right. but he ev- eventually healed Job. Right. You know, um, you talk about in-laws. My My father-in-law would have been 87 this past Sunday. Wow. And God gave him, he extended his life because I was there in that hospital that first night after he had the stroke. It was awful. Same. And it was just, I spent the night in there and it was just, it was awful. And God preserved his life and gave him more time. I remember driving home. I was living in Glasgow, Kentucky, and mom and dad had moved to Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And mom had received a diagnosis of interstitial pulmonary fibrosis. It's incurable with oil, so to speak. You can't cure it. You can't cure it. And uh, I remember driving down to be with them and driving home and, and, and basically cried all the way home. I have to admit, I did. Uh, I don't cry often, but boy, I did then. You cry all the time. time. <laughs> so, and just asking God to preserve her life, prolong her life. The doctor had given her six months to live. Mm. You know what? God gave her another eight years, nine yeah. years. And that was a time to see my kids grow up for them to know her better in that meantime we ended up moving here mm-hmm. uh, didn't that wasn't that wasn't in my plan but it was in God's plan in half an hour away and we were we were close That's and awesome. I was able to spend in the last year of her life I was able to spend every Thursday with her mm-hmm. and just hanging out and so God didn't answer it exactly the way that I th- hoped but he certainly answered it far beyond what the doctor gave us hope for. Mm-hmm. And so we need to know today that God is able, and that's where we always start. God is able. He may have something better in store for us than a physical healing, and we have to be open to that. Mm. But at the same time, we should always go to Him first. So let's just review a little bit. When we have trouble, we go to God first. When we have a reason to celebrate, we go to God first. And when we have the worst trouble, that's physical trouble, we go to God first. And, and we ask in prayer, and then we also bring in the A-team. Mm. We ask for those who are spiritually mature to call, call upon them. The anointing of oil reminds us that it's God's presence, His Spirit that does it, but also it could be a picture that we also know that medicine is okay, that doctors and medical science is okay, mm. and that as Christians, it's no less of a lack of faith to go there after we've been to god knowing that that could be the vehicle that he uses and by the way we've seen god use that Mm. over and over again so when difficult times come especially Physical Goodness. problems yeah. you said earlier we're here for you, and even though we're online, we can you reach out, you connect with us, we want to pray for you and i 'm going to tell you this: if you need prayer, we 'll either have somebody to get to you or we 'll get to you ourselves all right we 'll just tell the elders we need to budget a plane ticket to come and see you and pray for <laughs> you and uh and I, I bet they would allow it Let's go. because we want to be there for you and we wanna pray for you. As a matter of fact, we've got some really exciting news how that's gonna even expand here in the coming weeks and months. And so just know this, wherever you are, we love you, we're praying for you. And if you have a need, we're here to take that to God with you. And so thank you so much for joining us, Daniel. I'm gonna let you have the final word
0: today. I would just say that I am happy and I find the most joy in the song that reminds me that God's ultimate healing is on the other side of glory. Mm. Um, No chilling winds nor poisonous breath can reach that health for sure where sickness, sorrow, pain, and death are felt and feared.
1: No more. Amen. Why is it, by the way, every time you sing that line about poisonous breath, you look at me?
0: What? (laughs) Don't ever reject a mint, folks. Let's, Let's... We are the worst. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for our friendship. Thank you for the way that we can reach out online, that people can see our fervor for you, our love for the gospel, and God, our desire to reach these people who are watching online, the people in Gallatin Church, the people in Goodwillfield Church, Judea, Samaria, and the utmost parts of the world. So, God, we pray that we would continue to be faithful in our service to you, however that looks, in the midst of coming out of a pandemic, in the midst of glo- just global reach here online, and also, God, that we might be mission-minded, that we, God, might be praying for the healing and the anointing of the yes. saints, and, God, that we might be bringing more into the fold, that will trust and obey mm-hmm. and go to you first in prayer. Help us, God, to not put any idol before you, yes. whether it be because of uh, relationship, God, whether it be because of, uh, of sin in our life, God, whether whatever it is, Father, just help us not to forfeit that peace because we don't ultimately come to you first in mm. prayer. We ask, God, because we know that you can by the power of your Holy Spirit and through the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord yes. and Savior. We thank you that you are sovereign, that you are good. And God, we go now this week and live that out where the rubber meets the road. Yes. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us.